Hi, I'm Phil Newman and welcome to the Impact Online podcast. We are so glad you're here. Well, hey everyone, it's great to have you here. We are in the year of seed and believing not only for a great harvest coming your way, but this year being a year where you understand the power and the potential of the seed that God has provided to you. The word says that he supplies seed to the sower. And we're going to go deeper in that thought today. Hey, grab your Bibles and turn to Galatians chapter 6. In verse 7, it says this, Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Let's say it again. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Today I want to speak about the thought that your seed always works. Your seed always works. You know, it's very clear this statement from Paul to the Galatian church. Look, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. That word deceived uh, means, uh, comes from a word planeo, which means do not be led astray. And Paul's saying to the church in Galatia, hey, you might have started strong and you had a healthy and kingdom uh, approach and revelation of your giving, of your seed sowing, of your generous life, of how you relate to finance, to people, to relationships, to your time, your talent, your treasure. But he says, look, for some of you, you've been led astray. He's saying, don't be led astray. Uh, don't be taken to a place. Don't get yourself in a place. Don't get yourself to a point where you start to, for one second, think that what I'm sowing here isn't doing anything. Paul's speaking to people and saying, look, don't get yourself into a headspace. Don't intellectualize. Don't be manipulated into. Don't be tricked into. Don't be led from a good place to an unhealthy place where you think for one moment that the beautiful, powerful seed that you've been given, you can do something with that seed and it has no consequence. It doesn't matter because your seed always works. He says, remember this, your seed that you sow, oh, you're going to reap from it. You're going to reap it in Jesus' name. He says, don't forget that God's seed always works. The words you sow, the dollars you sow, the prayers you sow, the energy you sow. I want to tell you today, I want to remind you today and reassure you today and stir you today that every single seed that you sow, oh, it grows into something. Your seed always works. And Paul writes to the Galatian church here and he's reminding them of this truth. Now, for Paul to be led by the Holy Spirit to write this, for him to write to the church in Galatia, it meant that there were some people, we don't know how large or small this faction of people were, but it meant that there were some people sowing seed thinking that it had no consequence. They had gotten themselves into maybe a private place, maybe a hidden place, maybe even a wicked place for some of them, maybe a weak place. They'd started well, but they had been planeoed. They'd been led astray and they'd gotten into a place where they were sowing seed thinking that it had no consequence. You know, in 2 Corinthians, we read what Paul wrote to them and we know and I believe that it's his kingdom model for giving. Remember this, do not, do not know that he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give, not, not under compulsion or reluctantly, for, but you should give what you've decided in your heart, for God loves a cheerful giver. Paul set and discipled a kingdom, healthy, prosperous, 
future method and philosophy when it came to giving. And in the same way that he taught the Corinthian church, he would have taught the Galatian church, but for some reason, they had drifted. For some reason, some of them had been led into a place and in a space where they forgot that when you sow, you will reap. You sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. You sow generously, you'll reap generously. There is always a connection, an unavoidable connection between your sowing and your reaping. This verse in Galatians reveals to us that people had gotten themselves into a headspace, a mindset, a mentality that what I'm sowing has no consequence. What I'm sowing here, it doesn't matter. And today I want to speak about this. You know, if we were to get personal, I would remind you that every seed that you sow makes an incredible difference. Every seed that you sow is growing into something. Every seed that God has given you and every seed that you sow, oh, it grows because seed always works. You know, think of your life today. Think of your life this week. Think of your life this year. All of us have sown a lot of verbal seed. And you know, sometimes it's been seed sown in an intentional uh, way, maybe a public way where you're sowing encouragement, sowing praise, sowing worship, sowing the prophetic, sowing comfort. You've been fantastic with your great seed that you've sown. You know what other seed that you've also sown, that I've also sown? So throwaway comments, those hidden conversations, those private remarks, you know, that is also seed. Let's never get ourselves into the place where we think for one second that this seed over here, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it has no consequence. Seed always works. And every single verbal seed that we've sown Oh, it's growing into something. You know, think of every dollar that we've sown this year, that you've given, that you've spent, that you've invested. I think of the dollars that I've spent, the dollars I've given, the dollars that I've invested. Some have been very intentional. Some have been filled with purpose and it's been a great thing. But you know, just think of the dollars that maybe have been sowed, sown in a more private way, maybe a hidden way, maybe a manipulative way. I want to tell you, don't think for one second, like Paul said to the Galatian church, don't be tricked. Don't be led astray. Don't think that those hidden dollars, those private dollars don't matter, that there's no consequence. All your seed works. All your seed was anointed to grow something. And even that hidden seed that you hoped didn't work or didn't think would do anything, oh, it's doing something and it's growing into something. Think of the energy that you've invested. We live in a day and age where we're outputting a lot. And I think you can be tired or you can be tired. You might be tired today because you've invested your energy in a great way, serving people, looking after people, leading people, giving your absolute best. And it's a happy tired. It's, yeah, there is a, a sense of I've spent my energy well, but I've done it well and I've sowed it in a good place. Hey, for some of you, you are bad tired. You have fatigued yourself and spent your energy in ways that you were never meant to spend your energy. And you know, I want to remind you that every bit of energy that you expend, every bit of energy that you sow, every bit of energy seed that you give, oh, it's always growing into something. And let's be people who with all the great seed that we have been supplied by God, our verbal seed, financial seed, energy seed, prayer seed, every bit of seed that we have, let's never forget 
that it's always working. Let's never forget that God blessed that seed, anointed that seed and gave you that seed to do something with because all seed always works. Don't think that there's any such thing as uh, hidden seed that doesn't matter. Seed sown that has no consequence. Seed always works in Jesus' name. Three truths today. And I hope as you're watching this that you are stirred, reminded, for some of us, yes, maybe even corrected by the Word of God to understand that we are sowers trusted by God. The Word says uh, that seed is bestowed on us. And I think that's a great thing to remember. Truth number one, God's truth about my seed is universal. God's truth about my seed is universal. You know, there is no place that God's truth doesn't work. You are loved no matter where you go. And for some people, they run, or maybe it's you, some people have run as hard as they can from God. They give God the hardest time. They give His angels the hardest time. They give His truth the hardest time. And they run and they run and they run to the most evil places, hidden places, dark places, wicked places. And they think, finally, I've escaped the love of God. Finally, I've got as far away as I can from this God thing. And, and I don't have to put up with this God stuff. And before you know it, you realize that you can't escape God and God's love is there. You can go to the pits of hell and God's love is still there. You can go to the darkest valley and the love of God is still there. You can be in the altar call today, worshiping and praising and praying and the same level of the love of God is with you. God's truth is universal. It is in escapable. You can't ever get away from it. And so the same thing when is when it comes to our seed, that God's truth about your seed will always work. It doesn't get diluted. It doesn't get distracted. Seed always works. You know, there's this thing called diplomatic immunity. I've got some lawyer friends and I feel very judged and condemned by them whenever I try to use anything legal as a sermon illustration. But hey, Diplomatic immunity means that I'm from a country and I'm visiting your country, but I'm not a subject to your country's laws. I can't be arrested. I can't be searched. I can't be prosecuted because I'm not governed by your country's laws. I'm governed by my country's laws. And honestly, when you look into it, as I kind of did this week, some of the things that people have gotten away with throughout history because of diplomatic immunity are hilarious and terrifying. And I tell you, some people live life thinking that they've got diplomatic immunity when it comes to the things of God. But I want to remind you that you are not a citizen of earth. You are a citizen of heaven. And the principles and the power and the anointing and the promise and the foundations of heaven, the truth of heaven still govern you. And you can feel like you are running from or avoiding or in another place. But I want to tell you that your seed doesn't lose its power and its anointing and its design and its truth because you've been led astray. Oh, God's truth for your seed is universal and it is still working. See, God's authority can't be held out. 
God's authority can't be diluted. God's name can't be ignored. God's name is the highest in the land. You could think, I'm going to hide my seed in a hidden bank account. I'm going to hide my seed from the ATO. I'm going to hide my seed from my spouse. I'm going to hide my seed from whoever, whoever, whoever. I want to tell you, it's never hidden from God. And every single moment that your seed exists is a moment that it holds the great plan and purpose that God has for your life and for your seed. And I think then we start to realize that I can sow with incredible confidence that even in my hidden place, even when I feel like I'm in a dark valley, even when I feel like I am desperate, even when I feel like I've flamed out, I can still sow my seed because God's truth about my seed is universal. I pray that there would be something in your spirit today and you would understand that you are a powerful person, a powerful sower, because no matter what you're facing, God's seed, uh, God's truth about your seed is universal. It's still working. Don't give up on God because he hasn't given up on you. Number two, truth number two, I lead and I am leadable. I lead and I am leadable. You know, we read uh, especially Paul's epistles, his letters to churches. And to be honest, a lot of these letters uh, were written uh, to correct people and to correct Christians who had gotten themselves uh, into a weird space with certain doctrines. It's, you read Paul's letters and they, Paul must have gone to Bible college in 2022 because he learnt the grace, truth, grace sandwich. You, you're taught to when you're coaching people uh, uh, to tell them, you're fantastic. And then you tell them, you're an idiot. And then you tell them, you're fantastic. Not exactly that dramatically. You tell, encourage people, then you correct people, and then you encourage them again. And Paul so often does that. And we read these letters to the church, anointed by the Holy Spirit. And so much of these letters are correctional because these people needed correcting and Paul was discipling them from a distance. But something I want us to never forget is that these were great people hungry for Jesus, desperate to do the right thing and had been led astray. These weren't evil people. These weren't wicked people. These were people who had been saved by Jesus. They weren't perfect. They were messy. They had issues. Holy smokes, I think they sound like you and me. They were people with stuff but they were people trying to do the right thing. They were people trying to worship Jesus, praise Jesus, build his kingdom, serve their communities, see revival in their communities. They were people like you and I trying to do the right thing. Yet, even as good people, they were led astray. They were planeo. They were deceived. I want to say to you and remind you that remember, you can be led in life. And you can be, each one of us, none of us are uh, impervious and invincible to being led astray. We need to be people who make sure that we are led well. We've got a four and a half year old girl, Suki, and we've got a little dog. We don't know how old he is. We reckon he's about 150 years old, Harry. And when we go for walks, Suki's of the age where she really wants to hold the lead and walk Harry. And so Suki walks Harry. Now, the thing is, Suki and Harry are of 
uh, very similar horsepower. They are of very similar uh, strengths, uh, capacities. And so when they're out walking, of course, Harry wants to stop and do what dogs do. You can imagine what a little dog does and then he'll notice a little bird and then he'll notice this and want to smell this and do other things that dogs do and he'll want to pause and Suki will want to keep going and then comes the tug of war experience and it's who's gonna win place your bets now ladies and gentlemen who's gonna win Harry or Suki I was about to say Sally Harry and Sally Harry and Suki and we've taught Suki something we've taught her remember you're the boss remember Suki you're the boss now in our lives and in our faith we are sometimes Harry when we need to be led. We've been led astray. We've been distracted. And sometimes we are Suki and we have to be people who lead well, who understand what it is to be a person of conviction. And we're not going to be distracted and we're going to get back on track. Hey, in your life, remember that you're the boss. You don't need to be distracted. You don't need to be a person who drifts. You need to be a person of conviction on the Word of God, conviction by the Spirit of God. Be a person who is anchored, Hebrews 6 teaches us, but also be a person that if you do get distracted, if you do get led astray, that you are leadable back. And remember that there are internet commentators, there is social media, there is the news, there are our emotions, there's the whispers of the enemy. There are so many things trying to lead you from the great place that you started in to a place where you think that seed doesn't matter. And remember that we are people that are led by God, people of conviction, and we are submitted and leadable and always able to be taken to the best place in Jesus' name. Truth number three. Truth number one, God's truth about my seed is universal. Truth number two, I lead and I am leadable. And truth number three, action reveals attitude and attitude requires action. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Can I get a better amen? I tell you, we read here, these people who I would suggest, good Christian people, had gotten into a place where they were trivializing their seed sowing. They were spending money over here, speaking in a way over here, investing energy in a way over here, and they thought it doesn't matter. There is of no consequence. And Paul writes to them and uses incredibly strong language and says, don't mock God. And I think that's such a strong word. And I think whether it is intentional, whether it is accidental, whether it's lazy, whether it's because you're outright disobedient, what we do, our action, reveals our attitude. These people's action over here revealed their actual attitude towards God. And action reveals attitude. What you do with your seed, ultimately it reflects your heart, your relationship, your attitude towards Jesus. Now, here we also read that Jesus offers us the way to get things right. Because it says that action reveals attitude, but I tell you, attitude requires action. The Word teaches us that faith without deeds is dead. And in the same way, we can see that faith with deeds is alive. And just in the same way that action reveals attitude, what you do actually reveals your heart, 
Ah, when you have Jesus, when you've got a revelation of who God is in your attitude, in your heart, when there is hard ch- hearts change, it always comes out in action. Hey, if you don't know Jesus, today's your day to get right with Jesus. Religion would stop the sermon here and say, fix your action. But Jesus never does that. Jesus never is about behavior modification, telling you off, change this, fix this, don't do naughty things. Jesus is only interested in your heart, in your attitude, in your relationship with him, in your sin, in his grace. He's interested and passionate about your heart, about your attitude. And if you don't know Jesus, if you need to be forgiven of your sin, of your mess, of your stuff, if you need an attitude transformation, a heart transformation, the word says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Not change action, but have a attitude change, have a heart change, have a repentance moment, have a forgiveness moment with God and everything flows from that. I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for people who today need to get their life right with you. People who need a heart transformation, an attitude change, a heart revelation of who you are, of your forgiveness, of your grace, of your peace, of eternity. I thank you, Lord, that today it is available to them through what you've done on this cross, through what you've done through offering us peace, forgiveness and grace in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, for us all, I pray that we people who never lose sight of the fact that seed always works. Never get yourself into a place where you think for one moment that for one second, the seed you sow is of no consequence because the beautiful seed that God's given you, it always works in Jesus name. God bless. Thanks for listening to our Impact Online podcast. We release a new episode every week and you can access all our podcasts and videos via our website. Visit impactchurch.me for lots of extra resource. We'll see you next time at Impact Online.